0: evening smooches you're listening to make out already and lady megan and lady elizabeth cordially invite you back to grosvenor square we confess that we arrived somewhat dubious to the second social season but were pleasantly surprised by the romance the intrigue and our most stimulating conversation with lady Diana. stay tuned ladies hi Madam? <laughs> I don't know. What's the appropriate response? Right. Mom. Mom. Your grace. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're your grace. Deanna, do you want to be your majesty?
1: <laughs> I I am the, the eldest, so I think that's fair. <laughs> Does that mean I need to be married first? I was married first. Mm-hmm. And I think you can be
0: single and still yeah. be your majesty. Yeah. Okay. It's Bridgerton rules. <laughs> Bridgerton rules. <laughs> Which is just like mm, yada, 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 whatever. Yada, yada, <laughs> like, yada. Whatever suits our needs at the time. Yeah. So Bridgerton season two, I think
2: that I'm on the record of saying that I found season one kind of boring to get into.
0: Yes, you did. You did.
2: Deanna what were your feelings on season one what's the
1: context
2: of you going um, into season
1: two I thought season one was very pretty to look at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh it sounded pretty mm-hmm. but yeah I mean it's kind of vapid mm-hmm. and I think that's what I liked about it yeah <laughs> I, I, that I liked that a lot in season 1 and in season 2 I it was still pretty but more mm-hmm. obnoxious oh. mm-hmm. okay and obviously there was not it was really lacking in the pain which we <laughs> what I mean, you can only be so pretty and then you have to put out. <laughs> Damn. I do not know if I agree with that either.
2: <laughs> Make Out Already podcast does not endorse. <laughs> all the opinions
1: all of their I guest retweets is- are not endorsements. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying, Bridgerton, is you're <laughs> you're not very smart and you don't have a lot of interesting opinions. So uh, just give me what I want. I don't
2: (laughs) even remember (laughs) being that much boning in season one. It was like two episodes where that was all that Daphne and Simon were doing. Right. And then the rest of it was just like,
0: I think it was like the montage gave you the effect Mm -hmm. that it was a lot
1: more than it was. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah.
0: I, obviously I had big problems with season one however i enjoyed like the camp aspect of it it was just kind mm-hmm. of like silly and vapid is probably the right word and this and so when they said that season two was going to be antony's and it came to a pretty satisfying ending at season one mm-hmm. but i was like i don't know if i'll even watch season two um but i'm glad that i did because it it's almost it has the same feel so it, it doesn't feel jarring but it is almost like a different show in season two like yeah the vibe is there's more plot I think mm-hmm. and um they still did some of the like classical adaptations of modern music but it wasn't quite so campy I guess mm-hmm. I enjoyed it I liked season two better I think than season one better I also
2: preferred season two. Yeah. So uh, season one was based on Julia Quinn's The Duke and I, the first book in the Bridgerton series. I haven't read any of the books, but I'm pretty familiar with what happens in at least the ones that we have seen depicted on screen so far. Okay. Season two is based on The Viscount Who Loved Me and it is Anthony's story. So, so far they followed the books. Book mm-hmm. three is Benedict's book and there were some comments made by Shonda Rhimes and such about mm-hmm. how they might not necessarily go in the order of the book and I will be Benedict's the creative Bridgerton yes. right yeah and yeah. I will be furious if they skip There's Benedict
0: no really he's like I- my least most interesting Bridger
1: what is is wrong with you <laughs> I, <laughs> I like, like him so not enough to remember his name but I like him
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about his burgeoning attempt at an art career like I do not no. give a fuck <laughs> okay I, yeah let's talk about real quick
2: before we get into it one of the big changes from the books Deanna until. I pointed out you were under the impression that if you picked up one of these books there are going to be brown people in them oh yeah right Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: yes yeah no which is why I have no interest in reading the books really
1: (laughs) yeah I well I just I don't like the way it's done it feels so dismissive like oh well the the king married a brown woman and now she is queen so racism has never existed what is that I just don't it's very
2: much like Obama getting becoming president
1: that's exactly what I was thinking of today and obviously the problem with that is we did quickly find out that racism was in fact still a thing Mm -hmm. after Obama was elected so weird like I thought we solved racism and then the strangest thing happened. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Bridgerton? So, I would have
2: preferred that they either go all in on some fantasy, you know, their racism wasn't a thing, like slavery ended, not because of the Queen, whatever, something, something, yada, yada. But, like, don't even mention the fact that there's a diverse cast. It's just great and there's pretty people and they're not all white. Mm -hmm. or if they'd actually like addressed the racism and been like well some people in the gentry are still not into this whole integration
1: thing well and even if you want to pretend that this solved racism it doesn't solve inequality yeah this this is a show that still Full of misogyny and class systems that are incredibly oppressive like it's not what did you fix really yeah Mm -hmm. i i think that because they wanted to have a diverse cast they thought that
2: they could make it kind of social commentary but they didn't do much of it and what they did Mm -hmm. do they didn't do a good job of it and it makes people think that if they pick up the julia quinn books that it's going to be this fascinating interesting world full of diverse characters and interesting racial dynamics and that's not the case I mean I'm all like I'm very into the diverse cast I'm very into the fact that this is bringing more people into romance Mm -hmm. and will hopefully lead to more romance adaptations but Mm -hmm. I'm very torn by it and whenever I read criticism about it I I can't disagree with
1: it I I I get it yeah I want to be happy that it is a diverse cast, I love that. And on the one hand, I love that it's not just, this is an example of what it could be like, but Mm -hmm. I feel like they have an opportunity to have like actually talk about social issues and they just don't do it. And it's Mm -hmm. not just with race, it's also with like, Eloise, we know you're gay, like just be (laughs) gay. I don't think, okay.
2: I don't think Eloise is gay after she had that little boyfriend. I think that she is demisexual and bi, but with like strong women, woman loving woman vibes that they will never pay off on screen. I am certain it will. I don't think that they're ever going to, I don't think that they're going to divert from the books enough. That they would change who the love interest is because people feel very attached to love interests, I'm sure. So they're not going to change Louis. Eloise marries a dude named Sir Philip to
1: Eloise gets with Lady Philippa. So I don't think they'll do, do you, it. Do you think that there's a strong enough cross-section between the book readers? and the show watchers because i didn't i wasn't even aware like you said that it was a completely different book series than what we're seeing on screen of course i'm not a huge romance reader but i'm just curious are that many fans of the book watching the show i think all the fans
2: of the book really are watching the show yeah mm. but i think that there's certainly a lot more people watching the show than reading the book so hmm. Let's get into season two because some of the stuff is going to come up
0: um, okay. as we talk about can, it. Can you yeah. all hear me? Yeah, perfectly. Okay. The my screen is just black, and oh. then I got a message that said my internet connection is unstable. So I'm, I'm like, <laughs> can, can relate. Can you see can what I'm internet? doing right now? <laughs> yeah, I can see it, but it's like it's almost okay. like watching a strobe light. Oh, and, okay. Like, where it just,
2: <laughs> anyway, for okay. those of you who cannot see what I'm doing right now, I'm giving. She's the, giving me the bird. I'm giving her two <laughs> birds. Okay. Uh, let's start with our dramatis personae. So we start out Ooh. with yep. Anthony, uh, the
0: Viscount of Bridgerton. No.
2: How does that work? He's the
0: Viscount uh, Bridgerton. Um, they aren't gentry, like they're commoners. So like, like they don't have like a, of something. Okay. So Viscount Bridgerton, uh, but they do have a like family estate mm -hmm, in -hmm. the country. And I don't know what that's called. So maybe he's the Viscount of that family estate. I have no
2: idea. Okay. So they are wealthy And he is the oldest son, the oldest child in the Bridgerton family. Uh, Season one, he was a complete fucking asshole. Could not stand him. Could not stand his sideburns. Every time that he was on screen, I had a similar reaction to the reaction that I have when I see a picture of Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson.
0: (laughs) Which is just like full body retching. Yes. Big (laughs) ick. Big, big ick. Uh, I think the only thing I liked about Anthony in season one was when he finally let Sienna go and he's like sort of crying on her doorstep. Mm-hmm, being like, You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I fucked you over. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. You've been a cut yep. this whole season.
2: Yeah. I'm so happy to <laughs> see that Sienna is
1: still doing well. Yeah. She should. Yeah. What were you surprised about, Deanna? I, I just assumed she was going to be a part of this season. Hmm. I was surprised that, I mean, I don't know the books, obviously, but I, I thought there would be more of that. She deserved better. I'm she glad did. he kept his word and like
0: left her alone. Mm-hmm. So he is, as the first
2: episode calls him a capital R <laughs> rape. And <laughs> he just, we see that because we see that he, he loves the sex workers. He pays them, I assume generously. Um, mm-hmm. He tosses a coin and he, he does it often with many different ladies. Uh, he, he's Lord fuck boy. <laughs> he's Lord fuck, he boy. Lord fuck boy. And the thing about him that drives me crazy and was pretty consistent. Like, I think that people thought that he had a huge character change in the second season, but I don't think so. I think that he always thought that he had this duty to his family and he mm-hmm. thought that he was fulfilling that duty by Mm -hmm. bossing them all around and trying to control their lives Mm -hmm. meanwhile I
0: and women as objects
2: and women as objects just like a way to let off steam Mm -hmm. and I always remember the moment in season one where Violet his mother is like I don't think I don't know about your little girlfriend (laughs) who's you yeah pay for
0: yeah with with our money yeah I love when she reads him for filth in the first uh, season. So like, like, I know exactly what the fuck you've been up to and how you're <laughs> fucking bungling Daphne's season. And like, I don't really need you. It's yeah. only because of the law that you are the lord of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. are you going to be yeah. the stupid older brother or the man of the house?
2: Yeah. And I was happy to see more of that in the flashbacks to right after their father died.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: where Violet was like this is this is bullshit like that all of a sudden you're the boss of me Mm -hmm.
0: yeah those were at first I was like ew about the flashback thing Mm because I don't I don't well first of all I find it cringe a lot of the time when they try to make an actor appear like a younger version of Mm themselves I'm like this is embarrassing (laughs) stop but um I thought i liked his flashbacks with his mom and especially after edmund's death when she's like i am doing the best that i can Mm -hmm. and then i also appreciated that they like ended up having a heart to heart about it in the present Mm -hmm. um where she was like i wish that i like could have handled the situation differently um Because it's like their relationship before that was just mother and son. Totally Mm -hmm. different than like what you're saying about now he's the boss of her. And that's a totally different dynamic. So when she's already suffering, like how is she supposed to deal with this changing power dynamic and still treat him like her son?
2: Mm -hmm. So before we move on to the Sharma sisters two notable things related to Anthony that were changed for the show. Okay. That famous I burn for you line was actually Anthony's line,
0: <gasps> and not
2: Simon's.
0: Whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes sense. I think.
2: And it was Eloise who watched their father
0: died, not oh. Anthony. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that he was just a god for no reason. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> think that probably
2: all the same shit happened with him suddenly having to make all these decisions and being the Lord of the estate. And, and I don't know if the stuff with the complicated delivery of Hyacinth
0: mm-hmm. was in the
2: book or not, but you know, if so, then he had to make the decision. Like, do you want to save the baby or do you want to save
1: your mom? Because mm-hmm. the baby could be a boy. Mm-hmm. And you want more of those? So mm-hmm. There's like 15 Bridgerton kids. Like, why so many? Okay, so, like I, I don't, I don't know their names.
0: Do you know I- that if the father died of a bee sting in the book? Yes, he did. Okay.
2: Which, like, again, the bee being the symbol of the show, still perplexes me because, like, that's the thing that killed
0: your dad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess it's set their lives the way they are now in motion yeah but I am kind of obviously it was like horrible every time that like in a in a like a regency or there's like a period piece movie where someone is like (laughs) I'm thinking of Downton Abbey have you all watched Downton Abbey at all Mm -mm, no well it's just like when someone is like facing away from the camera and like almost dying when they all whenever they turn around and the face is like horribly like modeled and blue mm-hmm. i hate seeing that yeah
2: it was terrifying i don't want to see that scene of edmund dying again yeah.
0: but i did like that it set up the moment with the beasting between anthony and kate mm-hmm. later
1: so we
2: have a love triangle in this which my understanding is that the love triangle is not as much of a thing in the book okay it is a situ- situation where anthony starts out courting edwina but then has to marry kate we find out so mm. deanna tell us about kate you
1: know in the show kate she is i mean i guess she is a lot like anthony 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 which one Tony. i see? Tony. <laughs> it's a lot like tony, tony. <laughs> <laughs> she's very uh family first mm-hmm. but she's obviously a very passionate person and as is tony and i i think that those those qualities are kind of their downfalls mm-hmm. um i think they both perceive putting family first As very important, but they don't see, they don't actually see their family around them. They're not Mm -hmm. motivated by making their families happy, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's like the idea of their family versus the actual individuals that make up their Mm families.
1: Yes. And I'll be honest, I didn't get a very strong character from Kate Mm -hmm. other than. I am, I am strong and I am looking out for my family. This, this is me doing an accidents. I apologize.
0: <laughs>
2: and I <laughs> don't like it. the way that the English make their tea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got
0: I, I, big I to talk about firstborn dresses, daughter though.
1: vibes from Kate. Yeah. You got one.
2: <laughs> big firstborn
1: daughter vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm second born daughter. And, I didn't relate I guess but she has some fantastic dresses
2: yes beautiful color
1: the purple and that little like crop top that she wears over it I don't know mm-hmm. if it's part of the dress or if it's like a little whole jacket but it's it's good it's very good
0: I feel like the two of them shoulder what they perceive to be a big burden mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. their families and then kind of resent their families for it as a result without really like involving them when like if they did involve their family members there might be a solution that makes
1: it not as much of a burden for everyone (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and it's it's ironic for both of them because they don't have to do anything really more than what they're doing to help their families like the Sharmas are there being hosted by Lady Danbury Mm -hmm. and they're going to be there meeting eligible young men for marriage whether you do anything or not Kate and with Tony like (laughs) (laughs) you're a very influential family like your sisters are going to meet eligible young men and marry them they don't really need your help either yeah Mm -hmm. the only ones that need your help are maybe your younger brothers because your ass needs to get married (laughs) and that's it that's it yeah uh I would like to read the quote
2: that Daphne what Daphne says to him I believe it is right before he's about to get married he's either engaged or it's like right before the wedding about Mm
0: -hmm. what love is no this is
2: about their family dynamics. she says I mourn for you, brother. All of these decisions that you seem to make and then resent us for, though they do not make you worthy of your family's respect, they simply make us pity you, nothing more. That hurts. One of my favorite lines of the show. And I think that that sums up both Tony and Katie. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So then we have Edwina, Meg, Mm-hmm. tell us about the um the future princess
0: she oh. is practically perfect in every way mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like this little baby angel who has been perfectly prepared um like a like a fucking goose for market like mm-hmm. she's <laughs> ready to she can play the piano forte and she speaks french and she's um well read and like mm-hmm um has just enough of like a personality to be like I'm not like the other girls you know what I mean but while still being pretty like compliant which is what is seemingly the most attractive trait in a wife during this time period
2: Mm -hmm. and she I I was going to say she's been perfectly molded by Kate which I thought was interesting that we got the impression right away that anything that Anthony liked about Mm Adina. Mm-hmm. Was put in there by Kate, just sprinkled on.
0: Yeah. And I wasn't, I hadn't really thought about it. I, I guess I just assumed that it was Edwina's wish for herself as well until the wedding snafu when she's like, You made me this. Mm-hmm. You decided what my future should be for me without mm-hmm. even consulting me
2: mm-hmm. and
0: weren't even giving me the whole picture. And so I, I really liked that turn for her and, um, yeah, just like my favorite part for her, I think period. Well, first of all, I loved when she was like not feeling the, the, um, croquet game, <laughs> like mm-hmm. she was, cause that's exactly how I feel when sports are happening. I yeah. was like, <laughs> why are people enjoying this? Um, and then when she. At the altar, sees what passes between Kate and Anthony and is like, holy fucking shit. (laughs) Like, you just see it. they just been eye fucking each other like this (laughs) the whole time? The whole time. (laughs) Exactly. And then, like, later, she was like, when they're, you know, like, Lady Danbury's like stay on off the sides of the room because they're just like drawn toward each other. Yeah. She's like, "Was I really so blind?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I fucking and Lady Danbury and Violet were like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, uncomfortable." <laughs> but I love the little tidbit where the Queen is like, "We should introduce you to my nephew. Mm-hmm. He's a prince." I'm like, yeah. "Perfect. He's so he fucking nice. Better. Great guy." Yeah. Apparently, that actor plays
2: vigilante in the Peacemaker show on HBO Max Harry with John Cena
0: mm-hmm. he wasn't Harry Potter mm-hmm. was he Colin Grevy wait who no 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 Quidditch? he was like this um blonde well he's blonde still I guess but like a douchey Quidditch player okay yeah, like yeah, yeah popular was he the, one, the, the one who like, Herm-
2: Hermione was jinxing yes okay mm. yeah, that's yeah. The One. Okay.
0: cool cool
1: Yeah, you deserve better too. Yes, very much so.
2: (laughs) I I had forgotten all about Daphne's little temper tantrum last year. He's like, I'm going to be a princess.
1: (laughs) She like
0: stamps her little slippered foot. (laughs) Okay. Oh god. So let's moments later, a tit was out. (laughs) A tit was out. So Wait, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. How the like, tit wasn't out on screen. No, the tit was not no. out on screen. But the whole thing is like you guys made out and you did some over the clothes groping. Mm-hmm. So now you have to be married. Or like, die. You're, and you're yeah. you're ruined. You'll be ruined. And then like <laughs> Anthony, Tony and Kate are out there fucking yeah. in nature. <laughs> I know. Where was everyone I don't know.
1: else? I, don't I know. know. I kept thinking that the whole time, like somebody's gonna walk up as he's feasting yeah. on her. <laughs> also, That's there's been I'm some saying. debate whether there was penetration
2: I, or if it yeah. just went
1: down. On I her. didn't think there was, and it okay. made me like him more. I mm. thought it was like, implied. I'm not fully gonna take. I you thought it was implied I'm just too. Just gonna make you come in the garden. I thought that we were seeing of
0: some of the like the foreplay. Mm-hmm
1: only I only
0: think that because like why would he oh god I wasn't saying too many things on the Bridgerton episode why would he be falling asleep if he had not achieved a release (laughs) I don't know I
2: thought that it was that they had sex and it was fade to black but apparently I interpreted that incorrectly
0: Okay. Well, cool. That I do like
1: that for him then. Yeah. Some guys just get really excited to do that as they should. I I was very pleased with him when she was having her little flashbacks of it. And she had one of him like down there and he's looking up at her. Mm -hmm. There is nothing hotter than (laughs) when you look down and the man is watching you to make sure that you're enjoying yourself. Good for him. (laughs) Good for him. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> so, like think about how much worse all that would have been if he still had the mutton chops. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy. <laughs> okay, can I say a thing that I didn't like or, or, or am I interrupting the structure? No, you can say go? a thing that you didn't like. I hated the fucking coma or whatever it was. I, kept I hate being- a... Wibbly wobbly sciencey wincy medical coma. I hate that because, like, how is she just gonna lay in a bed? There's no IVs. She can't get nutrition for like mm-hmm. a, a fucking week, and then she's just gonna come to. Like, what? Mm-hmm.
1: No. And then I thinking out of character with a concussion, and she's dead. Yeah. yeah. She's and, not
0: like the fact that she's like did he come visit me while i was a comatose that doesn't seem like something that kate sharma would care about like she seems no because she practical. has brain damage
1: now <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean
2: she would have had a crack skull brain bleed broken neck. yes yeah
0: that horse flung her and then when he like has his hand under her head and it's like all bloody and like shaking yeah. mm-hmm. i was like "Ooh, we yeah, a, a yeah. bleeding head injuries yeah. but if you just
2: like lie in bed prettily and people <laughs> embroider near you <laughs> in england times you <laughs> fucking
1: feel better <laughs> modern medicine has it all wrong
2: yeah no there was um <laughs> so Lisa Kleypas's Devil in Winter, uh, spoilers the Hero gets shot in mm-hmm. that book and doctors come in and he's, he's still conscious, but barely. Doctors come in and they want to, you know, do the leeches, get mm-hmm. rid of the bad blood. And he's telling his wife, no, that's going to kill me. So she has to go against medical advice and say he does not want the leeches my lord i am so sorry the doctor's like well may god have mercy on your souls fuck y'all leave." and then like they just do i don't know like cold compresses and he, gunshot wound and, and and he's like getting more and more delirious and dying and then they're finally like okay well we're gonna make a poultice we're gonna go to all these apothecaries we're going to combine all, style. Our, all our folk remedy knowledge and we're just going to make a poultice and it's going to make it better and it does and he gets better and
0: that is yay yay <laughs> yay <laughs> So I didn't I didn't like that. I thought that the little falling off the horse thing was like a little over the top for me. Mm-hmm. But it was
1: unnecessary. Like I didn't yeah. feel like it was adding anything. I did like
0: that he was such a fucking wreck, though. Like, Mm -hmm. and when his mom comes to say that, like, she's woken up and she's fine, and he's just like, you can just see that he was on the edge of collapse the whole time. And I I appreciated that scene.
2: Me too. Mm -hmm. So, really quickly running through what actually happened in this season, Anthony decides that he is going to get married this season. He has very specific qualifications. She just needs to tick these boxes and we'll be good to go. I don't care about love. I don't care about attraction because I'm just going to go and sleep with sex workers and probably put a mistress up in an apartment with my family's money again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He meets Kate while they are both riding horses he's immediately taken by this mysterious woman who does not give her name he's never seen her before later he does see her at a ball and finds out that she is the sister of Edwina who is the only girl who has a brain apparently in the entire town because and she's the
0: season's diamond she's
2: the season's diamond <laughs> So he immediately is like, okay, that's the one I'm going to marry because um, men, because men, he's like, that's the one I'm going to marry. Not, not because of love or anything, but like, you know, you will fit into the design that I have made for my life."
0: Yeah. It has the vibe of in Pride and Prejudice when they're like talking about what it means to be an accomplished woman. Mm -hmm. And Lizzie Bennet's like, I wonder that you should know anyone who meets all these qualifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd be a fearsome thing to behold.
2: Yes. <laughs> like You have to be like this
0: fucking god, goddess.
2: Mm-hmm. So Kate overhears him talking to the boys about how- the lads. Yeah, the lads. Like, <laughs> I don't need love. I just need a bitch who can- With childbearing hips. With childbearing <laughs> hips who- um. Can play the pianoforte and who doesn't give lip just tongue. And, <laughs> and and she and Kate tells him off and then tells Edwina, "You are not to be
0: seen near that boy, which she should know when you're telling like a elder teenager, which I assume Edwina is supposed mm-hmm. to be like 18 or something. Yeah, maybe um, probably younger. Yeah, 14. if you say no, no, don't do that, they're like, I want to do that. <laughs> I'm <gonna take> it.
2: <laughs> so he starts courting Edwina, brings a family <laughs> around his family. Uh he and Kate hate each other, except they don't. They just really want to smash genitals like this. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> Despite all the red flags that he should not propose to Edwina, Mm -hmm. that he should just abandon this whole thing and not ruin everyone's lives by getting married to her, he does propose to her. And the queen does want to throw a wedding for them. Mm -hmm. So they can't really get out of this because the queen.
0: Yeah. And I think by the time he realized that he was like, fucked, that it had been clear that he was courting her already so if he jilted her it would like reflect badly on her prospects Mm -hmm. with other eyes. yeah so again
2: he thought he was doing the noble thing which made me really happy to see that Edwina was the one who then called off the wedding yeah yeah because she saw her sister and her future husband Mm eye-fucking-each-other in the middle of the wedding ceremony (laughs) yeah
0: like the, you can see they were like palpable, visible pants feelings. <laughs> <happening> yes. <between laughs> the <two> feelings. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there was tons of great hand acting <laughs> in this season.
0: Yeah. I felt like I, people talked up the like pinky reach scene. That was um, the least interesting yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I that was it was nothing for me, but mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm.
2: The more interesting one to me was when. He took her hand to escort her out of the boat and just oh, like
1: yeah.
0: gently, like with his thumb, stroked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I also, based on it being like a still on the Netflix page, mm-hmm. I thought that there was going to be more to the wet shirt coming out of the pond moment mm-hmm. than like 30 seconds or
1: whatever mm-hmm. it was. Still I didn't enough. hate that. I also, who was the guy was the other nobleman who was trying to court kate that went into oh, the lake too because i enjoyed uh, him
0: he he's just he's a doctor i think so he's not a, a noble someone and should be
1: trying to scoop him up I know, I
0: know. <laughs> and he i think met anthony in college mm. and was you know like a decoy um, yeah. the first time they met
1: mm he gets the
0: green weenie the green (laughs) so so
2: what happens in the show is different from what i understand to have happened in the book in the book they don't make it to the wedding altar they don't get engaged anthony and kate are forced to get married and the ruination
0: reasons or
2: yes for ruination reasons because the beasting scene the tit grab what that's Mm -hmm. not even how it happened What happened in the book, apparently, is that the bee stung her. He took out the stinger and then freaking out that, you know, oh, what if you die? Like, my father, we have to get the venom out. He then sucked the venom out. So they were caught in the garden with his mouth on her chest. It was for medical reasons.
1: sure sure
2: <laughs> but then they were forced to marry and a lot of people it sounds like were upset that this was changed from the book but um hang on i've got to look up the author's name because i don't
1: remember i think it's nisha sharma you know i think i would have appreciated that more because everything that unfolds in this season between kate and tony just seems cruel Mm-hmm. and unnecessary yeah. and I hate that so in
2: so Nisha Sharma she wrote the book Dating Dr. Dill that came out recently mm, she yeah. made a video about the beasting sting on TikTok and I will post that in the show notes about how fucked it would be if it had played out that way on screen because of the race change because of all the stuff with colonialism and imperialism and the Mm. English Mm. and India and how it just would have been distasteful to Mm. see an Indian woman be forced to marry a white Englishman. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said it much better than I could have in it. I I had no stake in this because I hadn't read the book and I wasn't attached to a particular scene but she talked about how the way that they did it was much better for the show so. yeah
0: it seems more I mean they still have all the constrictions placed on them by Regency mm-hmm. Society but it seemed like their choice of each other was more autonomous yeah so.
2: plus we we got to we already saw the forced to marry thing
0: yeah exactly yeah. One. Sure. right yeah. done that
2: yeah <laughs> So the wedding gets called off. Um, Edwina hates Kate now. They have to do Regency PR damage control. (laughs) Um, It doesn't go well. Uh -uh. Uh, There is a big ball that the Bridgertons and the Sharmas try to throw as a show of solidarity. And the entire town snubs them. Not even because of this scandal, but because Lady Whistledown publishes implications that Eloise is a political radical because she's been going (laughs) to these talks. And we'll get into the the Lady Whistledown plotline, subplot this season, but it was Mm -hmm. basically Penelope's way of protecting Eloise because the queen has become convinced that Eloise is Lady Whistledown and the way to combat that was to print something that would it was be so damaging Eloise, to yeah. Eloise that she would be stupid to write that about herself. Right. <clears throat> so uh, there's the kind in the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, Kate's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Um, this is a nightmare. Uh, Anthony wants to propose to Kate, but she is not home. She is fucked off ridden into the storm on her horse uh the horse gets spooked she gets thrown she goes into a coma she sits prettily in a bed for a week or two and then wakes up right here there's this big ball where they are being shunned they have a beautiful dance to an orchestral cover of miley cyrus's wrecking ball the only time that i will acknowledge liking that song in this context <laughs> and And the queen says, well, don't they look lovely together? And that wedding didn't happen because I didn't want it to happen. So you bitches better get in line and support whatever this is. (laughs) And then they're able to- Whatever this is. They're able to get married off screen and live happily ever after.
1: Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. And then the queen does another bump of Coke or whatever it is. Tobacco what they would snort tobacco why But did they get high was was it like smoking a cigarette i i suppose it was like smoking a cigarette where it gives you a little bit oh. of a buzz and it burns your nostrils nasty <laughs> it was jarring the first time i noticed it i was like wait a minute is this what? just <laughs> her doing a bumble? <laughs> <laughs> just, just casual
2: thing I think that talking about old-timey drugs is a pretty good segue into (laughs) my favorite secondary characters in the show, unless you guys want to talk about the plot a little bit first.
0: You're going to talk about Benedict? Yes! Yes! (sighs) <sighs> okay oh, when he gets really well, high. first of all colin has major i studied abroad for a semester i, I so know school.
1: he's such a dude colin
0: is my least favorite bridgerton he has yet to agree
2: anything that i find interesting or redeeming yeah mm-hmm. so like
0: season one he was just like a a little gullible doofus mm-hmm. and then in season two he's still a fucking doofus and at but the pretentious. End, he's yeah, a little he bit of he's yeah he's a pretentious doofus. doofus and at the end he's a dick Mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like I I am retaining an open mind because I did not like Antony at all in season one and I was like how are they gonna make me like him and I did like him this season but I'm like how are they gonna make me like Colin because he's a fucking tool
2: and specifically Colin for Penelope
1: yeah well but it also reminds me because Colin is such a little dick that he is a child, that they're all children. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it comes back to Romeo and Juliet for me. Like, mm. yeah, they caused all this chaos and they ended up doing like a, a joint suicide. A double die. <laughs> a double die. But they're also kids. Like kids are stupid and irrational and they make quick decisions without thinking about it. And this is who you're letting run the society of, what is, where are we are we in London? I, yeah, it, we're I don't. In London. <laughs> like, why don't you, why don't you let the moms make some decisions? Because you all, your frontal lobe is not developed yet. And you're all doing dumb shit. You'll, <laughs> you'll grow out of it. But until you do, just, you're making Double. Penelope very rich. I'm As stuck. With-
2: on, <laughs> I'm stuck on um, double die. I feel like <laughs> double die. like I want to call that reverse Uno on alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just coined that. You're welcome, Gen Z. How that is,
0: children. <laughs> <laughs> so you talking about. Colin Penelope made me think of a thing which has been bothering me which is like oh uh diverse casting hooray but there's only one plus size actor in the fucking show like or two I
1: guess if you count Brimsley and that seems to be the the one issue with her that you couldn't possibly consider her because she's bigger is that what we're is that the issue? And she's just supposed to like take any crumb
0: of attention from him? Like, what it, the fuck? I don't want to invalidate the
2: plus size representation. I don't know what size clothing Nicola Coughlin wears, nor do I care, but she is a small fat. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and
1: super she's got cute. it. Yeah. yeah and she's very pretty so mm. I, I don't understand
0: a little obsessed with her
1: yes and any guy who marries her and gets her naked is going to be immediately happy that she's a little <laughs> bit thicker and she doesn't look like fucking daphne a little stick <laughs> insect i'm sorry make
2: out already does not necessarily endorse <laughs> I'm so the sorry of his <laughs> We think all bodies are beautiful. Yeah,
0: they are. Awesome. We do think all bodies are beautiful. I just want to see more variety. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. hmm So. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> God. God! <laughs> okay. So the queer Bridgerton, as <laughs> I like to call them, are my favorite secondary characters. Eloise and uh call and not call benedict benedict to me was very queer coded in season one and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we saw that the artist who he befriended who i got very big like flirting with each other vibes was in fact queer
0: mm-hmm. and was in
2: an open relationship with his wife that allowed him to have male partners
0: mm-hmm.
2: so i feel like that is maybe the most confirmation we're going to get of benedict's sexuality but to me that is not a straight man that is a chaos (laughs) (laughs) by it takes one to know one that is a chaos by and he is also like not all bisexuals are like this but that is a fuck anything that moves bisexual
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's true Yeah.
2: (laughs) and then on the other end of that i think that eloise is demisexual and bi I think that she needs to have an emotional connection with someone before having any kind of attraction them otherwise she's just like nothing no nada happening Mm -hmm. downstairs
1: I feel (laughs) like one of the strongest love stories that I see on this show is Penelope and Eloise yeah and it's just I don't think they would ever allow that to happen the very first time I saw
2: Eloise and Penelope on screen when they were coming out of their houses and looking for each other and then got so excited i thought oh this is a secret romance like they have mm-hmm. a crush on each other and that's who they want to see and yeah. i was wrong what was i
1: <laughs> what was i i think yeah it, i think in the universe of bridgerton you're going to be wrong but mm-hmm. i see it yeah i see their love and then in my mind palace it is yes. <laughs> my head cannon. and then so
2: her plot line this season eloise is trying to expose lady whistle down again trying to prove that she's not lady whistle down and getting involved with politics and like early sort of labor agitators i think mm-hmm. and early feminism she starts talking to a boy who writes these pamphlets mm-hmm. and who negs her because she's a proper lady and can't possibly have a thought <laughs> in her brain. So then she has to be like, yes, I have many thoughts in my brain. Look how smart I am. Look how progressive I am. They strike And He's like,
0: oh, thing. you're not like the other lady. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, all right.
0: He's, CEO. A, <laughs> he's a weird, showing. Yeah. He's a
2: little bit of a douche, and I would rather if they were going to pair her with a dude, pair her with her footman.
0: I was wanting that to happen so bad, because, like, they showed his face enough where I could recognize him, and he, Mm -hmm. like, has some dialogue with her, and he seems to be kind of, like, in cahoots with her. Yeah, in cahoots, exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I wanted that to happen also. Mm -hmm.
2: So that's what's going on with Eloise and then Benedict he gets into art school he's very excited about and then he finds out that the reason he got in was because Anthony made a sizable donation and then he quits art school because he feels like he doesn't deserve to be there um he struggles with finding inspiration and Colin gives him some opium to put in his tea and he gets high as fuck I don't know anything about opium high but I feel like it would be less of the giggly high that we saw
1: yeah heroin comes from opium it just kind of knocks you out I think
2: yeah so I feel like especially with how much of that he tossed into the tea that you know he he would just be like rolling on the floor maybe
0: yeah I just have to think that anyone who parties like he does had a history of it would not be like cavalierly dumping the whole fucking thing into a stupid tea like you gotta know that's a terrible idea
2: i kind of think the opposite i kind of think that people who party that hard are like whatever man yeah, like <laughs> let's go <all> it <laughs> okay
1: know when all the right. dispensary guy says you should really take a half and see how it feels. And then you take the whole one because you're like, no, I I can handle this. Yeah. And then you're like, no, I can't handle this. We have proof of concept (laughs) right here. I have seen it done.
0: Can I ask you a little question that's Yeah. sort of, un- well, it's a, a tertiary character, but mm-hmm. we got to know Sir Philip of a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I was kind of wondering what you think we're supposed to take from that. Like, obviously, we were supposed to see that it's not a love match mm-hmm. between Marina and him, but he, like, really fucking hits it off with Colin, and, like, they're talking about plants, you know, the flora and fauna of Greece, mm-hmm. so... Uh, and and Marina seems kind of annoyed with his, um, I guess, over-involvement in his hobbies. Yeah. So I, I don't know what what you think we're supposed to really take from that. Are we getting set up for something in the future? Or was that just like, should I just take it at face value?
2: Sir Philip is Eloise's match in the books.
1: So we think that's probably not the case then.
0: I or... think it is. Huh. Hmm. They're I think both like driven by passions, kind of obsessively.
2: Yeah, I think that they're gonna stick with that, um, hmm. which means they're gonna kill off Marina probably because that's what happens in the book. Marina in the books is a cousin of the Bridgertons, not of the Featheringtons, mm-hmm. so that's how Eloise meets sir philip after marina dies i think paying her respects or something if you've actually read the books and you're listening please like tell us what actually happens because mm-hmm. i'm not gonna read them i'm not gonna get to them anytime soon i rarely read historicals i need a i need a reason to
0: mm-hmm.
2: so so i think that if they stick with it the fact that they showed him again hmm And that they went to go see Marina, which was like nothing came of that other than Colin looking like an idiot. Yeah. I feel like it's to remind us like Sir Philip exists.
0: Yeah. And to let us know she had twins. Mm -hmm. Even though only one is shown. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just believe us. There's another one back there. (laughs) I'm looking up the book
2: order. Okay. So it goes the Duke and I. Daphne's book, The Viscount Who Loved Me, Antony, An Offer from a Gentleman, Benedict, Romancing Mr. Bridgerton, Colin, and to Sir Philip with Love, Eloise. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into all the youngins. Am I supposed to care
0: about the youngins at this point? Because I don't. I do not <laughs> remember
1: how many there are. I, the, I think there's a little boy and a little girl. Yeah. yeah Hyacinth and more. Gregory. And then Francesca.
0: Oh yeah, Francesca. I always forget that she exists. She wasn't really in this first season. She was like with their aunt and uncle somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -mm. And then
2: there's the Bridgertons happily ever after, which includes Violet's story. I don't know if that is a flashback to her relationship with Edmund or if she finds love later. That actually I'm kind of interested in.
0: Yeah,
1: I'd like to know about that. Okay. I would really like to see uh, Bridgerton, The Golden Years, as in, like, you know, <laughs> Lady Danbury, uh, Lady Featherington, who is fascinating to me. Mm. Violet, I cannot like, stand her. I know
2: people shit. loved her this season, <laughs> but I, do. I, still, I still
1: hate that bitch. I feel like <laughs> she's, she's what I actually expect from this type of society. Like someone who's trying to pull the strings and get shit done. Like, I understand the system. I'm going to push you into a garden and be like, you touched my daughter. You have to get married. Like (laughs) she gets it. And you have these teenagers running around like, oh my God, you accidentally fell into my boob and people saw it. Now we have to get married or some such shit. Like they don't understand the game and she does. And I love her.
0: I loved the, I loved the Cousin Jack shit with her. I was like, yeah, give me more like dirty mommy vibes.
1: Yeah. You know, I I I love that
2: she
0: just like fucks him in the end.
2: (laughs) Fucks him over, not, oh yeah,
0: not literally. She
2: doesn't get it in. I hope she gets Uh it in. Yeah, as much as I want anyone to- Get theirs but I just like don't like her as a character mostly because how shitty she is to Penelope
0: she is but I, I also just, I could think- see Varley providing that service for her <laughs> who Varley her like
2: the housekeeper
0: yeah 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 oh I like bosom buddies hmm. yeah
1: I feel like Penelope is going to grow into being her like those two are so similar to me just on very hmm. different in different places in their life because Penelope's not nearly as jaded yet and she hasn't gone through the same kind of shit that her mom has so I feel like it's a mirror image it's just one (laughs) in 30 years later Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I could feel that I I, you know Penelope always seemed like the odd man out like not like the other Mm -hmm. featheringtons but then this season especially she showed herself to really be a featherington she did a lot of conniving to try to keep her secret and status and did a lot of
1: not so great stuff for the sake of money and
0: Mm -hmm. i'm like well that's
1: the featherington way and it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was a point in the near future where her mom does come out and she's like i know your lady whistled down like I, I feel like they see each other fairly well. They just do it at a respectful distance. She knows. I feel like if she, she knew, she'd girl already
0: girl be like, "Give me that fucking money." Yeah,
2: I don't think that she <laughs> has well, any that's, that's idea. Sure. I think that you that's are projecting like girl boss
1: vibes. <laughs> <ultimately>. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what I'm doing onto this <laughs> hateful,
2: awful woman. I love
1: her. <laughs> I hate I do her too. Also,
2: um, I want to post uh links to some videos about the costume analysis oh okay because they are fascinating and Mm -hmm. the the costumes are very historically inaccurate and it's kind of like the aesthetic is a uniquely bridgerton aesthetic Mm -hmm. they talk about all the costume girlies on youtube talk about (laughs) lady featherington's weird pentagon necklines
0: (laughs) Yeah, and how
2: unusual mm-hmm. that is. Um, and things are very consistent with characters and the things mm-hmm. that they're portrayed. Like how Kate's sleeves are very geometric and structured because we see mm-hmm. hers her a very stiff character, and yeah. we see more of the ruffle sleeves with Edwina. It's all very interesting. So I'm going to share some of those in the show notes. Um, Penelope's plot line is kind of the last big one that we wanted to get into, so. What did you all think about that?
0: Not a lot. It was
2: sad. <laughs> yeah it ended up a sad so
1: place.
0: Yeah. yeah, I didn't I really didn't like how it wrapped up in the sense that of course I, I know it was probably somewhat of a relief to her for Eloise to know, but it did not obviously go well. and then that she is quitting. Until Colin says that nasty thing about her, and then she's like, "How fucking gay!" Now <laughs> I'm back at the saddle again. Like I'm gonna
1: keep good writing drama. Yeah, and I I would like to think that her and Eloise can mend that relationship, but Colin, she deserves better. And even though I know that was painful to hear, I'm glad she heard it. So she can go from there and bring that little. I don't even. I
2: don't even remember what Colin did.
0: I Uh, oh, so he, he, um, he called out cousin Jack on being Mm -hmm. a fraud. Yeah, and then he was dancing, counterfeiting
2: rubies and having fake mines. He basically Mm -hmm. had a Ponzi scheme.
0: Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. So then, after that happened, he was dancing with Penelope and being like. Sorry, I didn't fill you in on what was happening. I had to make sure I had all the evidence. He was like explaining everything to her. And before that, in the show, he'd made a couple comments like, Oh, Marina, Miss Thompson was right about you. And, um, but he also made comments like, I've sworn off women. And she's like, I'm a woman. He's like, you don't count. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> you're Penelope.
2: You. You're my friend.
0: Yeah. So he's dancing with her, and then afterward, he's talking with the lads. They always get in trouble talking with the lads mm-hmm. out uh, in the garden outside of these balls. And someone made a comment like, "Oh, you were dancing pretty close with Penelope," you know. Uh, and he's like, "No, I would never." Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Okay. And I'm like, "Oh, you douche."
1: Yeah, huge
0: douche. I don't know. I don't have a lot of strong feelings about the Whistledown part. I know I should, because that's mm-hmm. like the the frame story of the show, but I I don't.
2: Really- I don't have strong feelings about the plot line with the queen being obsessed with her and trying to uncover her identity. That felt like time wasted that would, I, I would have preferred mm-hmm. to see devoted to the central relationship. And I do yeah. like that the queen has a plot line and is a character but i just like feel like she i don't know her her grand plot to uncover lady whistledown was kind of silly just like Mm -hmm. let's plant some gossip and see if it gets reported yeah (laughs) Yeah. okay
1: Yeah. i my my thoughts about lady whistledown and it's not just her it's it's eloise too it's the way that this upper crust continues to drag people from a lower class who can actually be damaged into their world. Mm -hmm. And they do it like like Eloise's, oh, I'm going to be a feminist. I want to have smart conversations. But she's involving this guy from a much lower class who can actually be ruined. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with Penelope and uh, what's her name? the dressmaker
0: Genevieve Mm -hmm.
1: yeah like you get caught and you have a scandal but she gets caught and she can get into some real trouble like her livelihood can be at stake yeah Um, it's it but I, I, I just feel like that's brushed over
2: Yeah, it's so easy for Genevieve to lose everything. The fact that there was another Modiste in town and suddenly all Mm -hmm. her business dried up just like that, despite the years of reliable service and credit that she had extended to these Mm -hmm. motherfuckers. Um, Also, I don't like how how Genevieve cut off the relationship with Benedict without any reason and it wasn't explained. It felt like something had happened. Mm -hmm. and they never went into it like she was suddenly very uneasy around him instead of just being like yeah we had fun but I'm gonna move on because this isn't gonna go anywhere she seemed like afraid
0: Mm -hmm. it was weird I Mm -hmm. don't know if he just like you know how they tend to leave London during when the season ends I don't Mm -hmm. know if he just Mm -hmm. like fucked off and then just showed up now that Mm -hmm. the season was back Mm -hmm. like wanting to pick up and she's like I'm not having it but that was not None of that was really implied by the show.
1: And that, that could be part of it too, is she gets caught in this affair with a nobleman. That's her livelihood. That's at stake. Mm-hmm. Versus if he gets caught, it's just, Oh, another rakish Bridgerton boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit.
2: So say that have that social commentary that yeah. you all but don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Claim to want. I don't even know if anyone has said that, but I feel like they do pat themselves on the back pretty hard for the diverse
1: cast. Mm -hmm. They do, but again, they don't do anything with it. They don't talk about it. It's just, and that's the thing too. The queen is, you know, the king married this black woman and this solved racism. But then the Sharmas come in and they're from India and there is a history of colonization there. Mm -hmm. Like, Th- this is a different relationship it's mm-hmm. not all racism is the same it has different roots it has mm-hmm. different origins and you can't just be like well we solved racism so they're yeah. no big deal let's just bring the indians in it's y- yeah. no, it's yeah. all fine it's, it's a not different fine. dynamic
2: you mm-hmm. know ethnic people are not a fucking monolith like even within one racial or ethnic group mm-hmm. they're not a exactly. monolith yeah So it's a
1: different experience and you're not acknowledging it. You're not colorblind. You're a fucking idiot. You're just, you're ignoring (laughs) racial disparities. You should fucking know better,
2: Sean. To wrap things up, let's give ratings out of 10 to different uh, categories in the competition. Okay. The love story. Meg, what is your rating out of 10?
1: I'm going to
0: say eight croquet balls out of 10.
2: Eight croquet balls out of 10.
1: Deanna? I'm going to give it uh, six little corgis out of 10. I just, I don't like that dynamic. I don't like the enemies to lovers dynamic. There's no, I just don't feel like there's any substance there. It's just, you make me mad and that makes my penis hard.
0: And I just I <laughs> <like this. laughs> wow okay, Liz, <laughs>
2: um, I'm going to give it eight bangles out of ten mm, nice. because I did like it very much, and it was different from other enemies to lovers, things that I have seen in good and bad ways, because basically, I don't feel like they complimented each other and pointed out their inefficiencies and made each other better i think that they were the same person and they created this tornado of awfulness that made their families (laughs) finally have to intervene and tell them like you need to clean your shit up Uh because
0: it's messy
2: the costumes meg
0: Ooh, Mm -hmm. yeah 10 little gold tiaras out of 10 i fucking loved i guess it was the last ball that they go to where Anthony and Kate end up dancing like everyone else leaves the dance floor as like a fuck you to them she's mm-hmm. wearing I think an orange dress and she mm-hmm. has she has like a gold necklace and then a gold bit. that was a Tierra. best outfit I yeah. fucking loved it so much the jewel tones on them the pink on Edwina the Bridgerton's always doing their like shades of blue and purple whatever yeah mm-hmm.
1: fucking loved it excellent Tiana? yeah I'm. I'm gonna give it ten little purple crop tops <laughs> out of ten. I don't
0: know what oh, ten little purple mesh
1: gloves. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> I I was just, like,
0: wait, did they make fish
1: like? <laughs> the in I times? think the Costuming is uh-huh. fascinating on this show, and I'd love to learn more about it. It's one of the things that I always thought was really cool about Mad Men is mm. the costuming motifs that they would carry throughout for each character and the way they would make subtle changes. Mm-hmm. I just, I love looking at it.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it nine out of 10. Mm, Shay, I'm trying to picture. So I, I trying to come up with my thing. Nine <laughs> out of 10.
1: Uh, giant lady panties for the one time <laughs> that someone takes their clothes off
0: Because I loved her things- like bodice or whatever I that was underneath too.
1: yeah the little shorts though they had like fringe on the bottom <laughs> it's like well this is the epitome of sexy
2: <laughs> I'm going to give it nine dress boxes full of illicit publications. (laughs) Okay. Out of 10. The only reason that I will take off a point is based on the videos that I've watched analyzing the costumes. Corsets were not uncomfortable at this time and they weren't really necessary like as far as tight lacing goes, especially not with those empire silhouettes. And Mm -hmm. the actress who plays kate i think her name is simone ashley yeah about how uncomfortable she felt and how um painful it was maybe like she almost passed out so that was completely unnecessary so i'm taking a point off because they should not make them go through that because it 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 serves no purpose
0: yeah and the the empire waste it just like flows away so there's no Mm -hmm. need (laughs) as if she's not super thin anyway yeah exactly uh the spice. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna give it four
1: weak English teas. <laughs> Deanna? Uh I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it three. I wish Lady Danbury would just like smack an ass with that cane. <laughs>
2: I'm going to give it six little pouches of cardamom and cloves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, because um Anthony Bridgerton was fucking feral in this season. And <laughs> we may not have seen a lot happen, but all the like whispered seductions and that's
1: true. The dirty talk acting was pretty and good. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. um and when the When the garden canalingas finally did happen, it was all that was good, very good. So, I'm only the only reason it's not a 10 out of 10 for me is the um lack of actual boning on screen.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think the post marital uh scene and then the last episode when they're in bed together is 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 good.
1: Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, it was, although it was almost like an epilogue instead of part of the story, I felt like. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, shit, we forgot to put the boning in. And then <laughs> knock it and, in there and work.
2: Her. Okay. And then final category, the side
0: drama. Mm. Okay. So are we counting like Whistledown, mm-hmm. Cousin Jack, Elise? Yeah. yeah. Um, Benedict. Yeah. Side quests to mm-hmm. see Miss mm-hmm. Thompson. I'm going to say... Seven side quests out of 10.
1: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an eight uh, fake ruby necklaces out of 10 because I, I was definitely more interested in the side stories this season than I was the main story. I found them much more intriguing.
2: I yes. felt the opposite. Even though I enjoyed them, I wanted more of the main story. So I'm going to give it five distraction
0: fireworks out of <laughs> <laughs> that's very good.
1: <laughs> Final thoughts.
0: I'll watch. I feel more certain that I will watch season three mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. season two than I felt I was gonna watch season two after season one ended up. Same. Deanna?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll definitely watch again. I I don't know, maybe it's my aging self that just wants more of these old biddies doing and they're not even old bitties like violet is supposed to be what like 45 she's not old Mm -hmm. but when her and lady danbury team up and they start scheming i'm like okay i could watch this buddy cop comedy Mm -hmm. It, it could be a good time like these two these two noble women who you know, they want to solve crimes and, and solve society's problems and really get into shenanigans. Mm -hmm. You just need to read bombshell again. Yeah. I was going to say,
2: give me, give me a dynamic that is bombshell with lady Danbury and Violet starting some kind of older girl game.
1: Yes. I'm here for it. And then the queen comes in and she's like, the commissioner. And she's like, y'all just don't play by the rules. And I'm going to have to take your badges and your canes and your gloves and whatever. <laughs> That's what I want to see going
0: forward. You want more den of iniquity? I did yes. Diana's den of iniquity. Yeah. Den of iniquity.
2: <laughs> that, that could be a whole thing in itself. Lady Danbury's den of iniquity. Just see women gambling, drinking, talking and we hear about all this crazy shit that happens off screen it would be so cheap to film yeah off
1: one set yeah Mm -hmm. i love it i'm here for it i'd watch the shit out of it Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) thank you for being here as always
1: deanna you're welcome i'm sorry that i've uh (laughs) i i I didn't get three strikes i only got two (laughs) so it's all right
2: it's all good
1: (laughs) oh god
2: until next time air kisses